When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog From the spacious Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles, California and the satellite Forever Dog Studios in Baltimore, Maryland this is Groomzilla And now your hosts Dan Gill and Eric Dodorian Would you all Hi, Eric. Hi, Dan. Hi. What's up, man? Well, oh, sorry. I was just rocking out. Oh, that's with my cocks out. Oh, that's yeah. totally fine, dude. Totally fine. Uh, totally I, fucking. I think. Cool. Am I am I mimicking Kai Rizdal of Marketplace with the way I sound? First of all, no one could ever come close to ever coming close to sounding like Kai Rizdal of Marketplace. Yeah. And two, no, I don't think so. Okay, good. Are you a fan of Kai Rizdal of Marketplace? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, me neither. So I don't, I mean, he's good at his job. I just think he sounds very smug. Um, the only person I like on NPR is uh, Terry Gross. Oh, I disagree. But that's, you know, that's fine. <laughs> they, I just got ghosted by them. Did I tell you that? What Should we that? talk about this on there? What I was like supposed to be on uh, the podcast Invisibilia. Oh, and I was like talking to a producer, one of the producers, for like a second about doing the story that I wrote about uh, being an immigrant and and getting uh, beaten up and shit. The medium thing, yeah, uh, I read that. Um, yeah, so I was gonna do that on invisibility, and they just like they're like, okay, let's have a phone call, and then like set, and then they like set three phone calls in a row that they ghosted me on. And then I was like, fuck NPR, man. Wow. They don't want to hear real immigrant stories. They want to fucking cupcakes they want cupcakes they want fucking lemonade and mason jars you know <laughs> okay i sort of lost you at the end there but that's yeah that's on, me too that's uh that's on them i don't know why we talked about that we talked about it but now it's done it's fine how are you doing i'm doing well i'm doing okay uh yeah. i'm really looking forward well i guess when this drops we're in denver yeah we're here oh, it's so fucking high up here, man. Oh, what I'm is like, this? A mile? Is this at least, at least? Hello. At least. This gotta be at this least. This is like at least a mile. Hey, mile, 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 half, mile and a quarter, mile, buck fifty. <laughs> two dudes, two dudes, like, wow, what is this fucking place just on the corner in Denver? <laughs> fucking high. Fucking hey, it's fucking high over Fuck. here. Uh, um that's gonna be cool that's gonna that's, be cool it's cool to be here right now wow i can't believe i was, I was just in maine relaxing i was for a whole uh, summering in maine i'm a week older i'm a week older at this point when you're hearing my voice um we have a, we have a lot to get to this this mm. episode we have guy branham coming up later in the show oh great great chat with guy yeah i wish that our podcast was just guy talking and we were not involved in it at all I usually think that about the podcast, just about between the two of us. It's just like Eric should just have this, and I should just like run the boards. But I don't even know how to do that. 
Um, Stop it. Stop you, it. You, you can run it. a board. We'll get you a little fucking fake board to run <laughs> during the podcast. You want to fucking... <laughs> You want to you want to fucking right? You want to fucking run a board, yes. bro? We'll get you a fucking board. Why don't you sit down? You play with the board. We'll get you some juice. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't you gonna spell? You're spelling. Danny, you're spelling. Danny, let's get let's get him a lid. Uh, Guy Branham coming up. That's a we have a great chat with him. Uh, but right now I was just looking at the clock, Eric, and mm. I think yeah, it's time for Nup News at nine. Let's. And now the Nup News at nine. <laughs> I could see I was you were pregnant with something, and I was just waiting to see what BBC. It was. Yeah, yeah. BBC. I was pregnant with BBC Voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the Nup News at nine. Please, please listen to it nine bells if you can. Nine a.m., nine, nine p.m., or on the nines. Nine. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be the best way to take in up news at nine. Uh, Ring a ding a ding. It's the up news at nine. This, you're all voices today. <laughs> yeah, I drink too much. Two coffees. Two coffees. Oh, two coffees oh, today. Two coffees, Eric. Look out. Um, I'm running around. What is it? Hit me with this news. This up news is as when this episode drops. This is uh, last weekend, uh, mm-hmm. August eighteenth is the Mm -hmm. most popular wedding day of 2018. Mm -hmm. Americans will spend more than $1 billion on weddings last weekend. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Dropping some coinage, dude. We're going to spend half that on some weed in Denver. Am I correct, compadre? Damn, this is so high. Um, Is this a mile high, dude? Yeah, I'm higher than high right now. I'm higher than high. (laughs) Um... Eight eighteen, Eric. Most popular wedding day of the year. Now, what do you think? What do you think causes that? Why did everyone choose? I think it makes sense to get it out under before Labor Day, obviously, because the bride's going to wear white. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number two, again, September. You know, all those back to school commercials start popping up on TV, bumming everybody out. Yeah, they're already. And here. you want to you want to get your wedding in right before those fucking bummer ass back to school commercials? Yeah, bum everyone out. Yeah, well, not yeah. parents. Those parents are like, can't yeah. wait, you know? Get these kids yeah. out of here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, um, but I think it's like, you know, that last... you want the last hurrah of the You summer. want to harness that hurrah. You want to harness that hurrah of like... <laughs> and ride it. No, that's still summer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of couples picked it for the significance of the date, uh, says Ivy Jacobson in of The Knot. Oh, wow. That's a lot dumber than what I thought it was. My what I thought was a bunch of good ideas that were smart. Uh, that's a dumb well, idea. that's part of it, Eric. But the date is eight eighteen eighteen. Yeah, which is yeah. a palindrome eight one eight one eight. That's fun. Did you? Is that you, a palindrome? Oh, it is. I love fucking palindromes. Dude. That's a palindrome, dude. Eight one eight one eight. Yeah. No, that's tight. Yeah, that's pretty tight. That's tight. Yeah, that's pretty tight. Um. And uh, and then the rest of the article goes on to say what you were basically just saying: uh, yeah. travel, um, people going back to school, you know, trying trying to strike the balance between nice weather, you know, not too not too hot, not too chilly. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I think having like a cute date is overrated, though. I didn't even I didn't even consider the date. Did you? I mean, the only it was just I did. W- when it was available. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was your date? Oh, well, I didn't. I because I I just really liked because the original date we were gonna have twelve sixteen, twelve sixteen, and I was like I like that. It's like a week. It's like 
you know, right before Christmas, and I liked the number. And then when we had to push it back a week, yeah, and then go twelve twelve nine. That's even that was even. And yours is great. It's such an autumn ten fourteen seventeen. 10, that's 14, a fun seventeen. It's all football numbers. Yeah, yeah, with a certain with some field goals in there. Yeah, that's a very autumnal, very very autumnal. <laughs> What do you think the runner-up? What do you think the second most popular date in 2018 is? Uh, July 4th, probably. Come on, give me a guess. June 18th. Uh, is that Juneteenth? Yeah. Uh, it's October 6th. Ranks as the second most popular date in 2018. Yeah. Um, and September People is September is the most popular month this year, according to the Knot. Ahead for of the Oct- weddings. For weddings, September. Yeah. Ahead I'm going to a wedding in September and June. Um, so I'm going to my I'm going to former Groomzilla guest Tess Barker's wedding in September. My first wedding post my wedding. So I'm oh excited. yeah, that's an important one to get. I, I you, you've had two already, right? No, no, just one, one. Just one. Just the one in Whistler. Just okay. the one in Whistler. 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 Okay. Um, that was a fun nup news. Let's move on. Let's close it up. Ding, 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 ding. You milk me. Good job. Oh, I'm no more milk. I want a video of you just turning to the camera and saying, you milked me. Good job. You milked me. Good job. That's like something. I love positive reinforcement it's huge got to be huge in the milking community huge (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right all right guy branham still coming up later but right now Hmm. we've been getting a lot of letters a lot of people have been calling and the boards have been Mm -hmm. lighting up because if fax is all over the goddamn place so paper i mean we've killed millions of trees already with the with the faxes we got flying in uh, we're keeping Dunder Mifflin. Af- we're the guys keeping Dunder Mifflin afloat. Office. Um, <laughs> uh, if you're a longtime listener, if you're a longtime wethead, if you've been getting wet and staying wet with us for this past year, then you know the saga of producer Brett and his wedding. Um, mm-hmm. We were really covering it pretty heavy a couple mm-hmm. months ago after he popped the question. It had, it had everything. It had. It was a thriller. It was a crime piece. True mm-hmm. crime. Yeah. Justice system was really looked yeah. at, I thought, in a really interesting way. Um, we were really covered. What we- it didn't have, what it didn't have, Dan, and I'm sorry to cut you off yeah. again. Was closure? It didn't, it didn't have an ending. <laughs> every, <laughs> every great story deserves a great ending. And I, what we have today. I couldn't agree more. And that's what we have today because uh, we totally dropped the ball. We just, we, we were doing it week to week and then we just dropped it. We left you hanging. I, I, for- I forgot the guy was around. Well, I mean, he still produces the show, but uh, the audience wouldn't know that. Um, So let's get producer Brett back in here to get caught up to speed because I knew we have some developments. Producer Brett, what's going on? Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks so much for having me back on. The Uh, third Beatle. Absolute pleasure. The third Beatle. Sorry. First of all, sorry we just stopped talking to you about your wedding planning. It's okay. I had sort of geared it uh, as a cliffhanger, expecting that we would would follow up. Yeah, that that you just would be dying to know more and and what happened next, and then and then just yeah, you know, dead radio silence for about a couple months here. Yeah, Yeah. we forget. We Eric and I are very forgetful, stupid people. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But small people, small, stupid, small people, very small, very weak. Um, If you can, can you? 
catch us up to where we left off because it was a good cliffhanger. Sure. We talked to your father-in-law Pre- in prison. Yeah, previously on uh, kind of thing. <laughs> previously uh, on, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, sure. So uh, last we talked, um, my uh, future father-in-law, uh, now current lo- father-in-law, uh, spoiler alert. Whoa! Um, uh, he um, was in prison for a little mishap um, with uh, his former company. He stole a car. He stole a car. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, was in a prison awaiting trial. And um, I don't know if he had been uh, extradited from Colorado to Texas yet. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, I'm sorry, I'll have to go back and listen. I can't remember what, where we picked him up uh, or where we talked to him in. But um, he eventually got uh, moved from Colorado to Texas. They came and got him, okay. and so, which means that the trial was, gonna, was set to move forward. Okay. Um, he had a lawyer uh, who, uh, I know, Eric, at some point you were interested in taking that position, but he never heard from you. Uh, That's right. Eric, did, did you not follow up on that? I took a look at the files, and uh, <laughs> what happened was that I uh, just got too busy with some other cases that had come up sure, at that sure. time. Uh, well, I, you should have had maybe an email, let them know that you're not going to take the case, or did you just sort of drop? No? Is that not how you... Not very professional. And you get a paralegal or something. Yeah. There's business out here just, you know, for the taking. I got a... I got, a, I got, I got, I, I got, a, there was just a lot of, and it was a lot of, I do need a paralegal and I do need some help. I got the legal beagles that came in. They just kind of, uh, um, you know, got the, just made a huge mess in my office. Uh, literal uh, dogs. Yeah. You just had literal <laughs> yeah. dogs? Oh, okay. Legal beagles. Yeah. yeah. They're, um, they're like emotional support animals, but they're legal support animals. Okay. Um, so they awful, awful, awful. They're offer some legal advice. Okay. Well, it sounds like it's a chaos over there at your law firm. So we'll just jump back. It was to- really hard for a second. So, yeah. I mean, I got, I just kind of, you know, I had to take a bath on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I didn't want okay. to. Yeah. I didn't want to. No one wants to take a bath. I um, was very intrigued. So he's, so is your father-in-law in prison? Out of no, prison. No, so he is out. So what happened was he did get another lawyer, um, but very felt like that lawyer was just sort of going through the motions. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, there was trying to prevent it from going to trial, but mm-hmm. um, hadn't really yeah. been successful in getting a good plea bargain. There was still going to be jail time involved and wow. that thing. Now, here's where it gets really, really? interesting is um, while he was in prison, my um, uh, uh, father-in-law, Kevin, started researching the kind of facts of his case uh-huh. um, and uh, found I, I, I don't um, I don't have the full story on this but he found basically some kind of malfeasance in the way the in the way the arrest process and oh. the booking process happened and yeah. he was actually he, would. he would actually <laughs> stop it uh, he, he uh, and I don't know maybe if Eric you just slipped him some hints maybe free of a little pro bono work I'm not sure where he figured all this out but um, I, I thought there'd be some Al <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I mean sure enough there was and and he uh, <laughs> he um he he found out about it and um was able to get the um more serious there actually were a few charges but he was able to get the 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 biggest charge uh the 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 car theft thrown out okay and um, he's and and he's dealing with Texas at this point or Colorado he's he's dealing with Texas at this point he's back on home mm. soil and they just won't fucking drop it mm. i know oh, I, I couldn't believe they actually uh, they literally sent a van to so petty. Colorado to pick him up and bring him back yeah, yeah. so much money that's I, so petty i know yeah. i know and particularly for the car had been recovered 
he was fired. I mean, the, there, yeah. to me, there was already sufficient punishment for for uh, what he did. But um, right, uh, which yeah. you were to somewhat, you were to sort of to blame for, right? Because he true, true. If you go back and look at the tapes, go back and look at the recordings. Uh, I have admitted some culpability. Amy yeah. and I uh, were <laughs> the ones who were using his basically his company card to yeah. uh, rent a car. to rent cars yeah. through Zipcar. Um and uh, and then he took the and then he took he the took fall the heat for that because he was only supposed to be using it for himself yeah. essentially using his company yeah. discount yeah um so so he's out he's now he's out of jail he was yeah so and he uh he did get uh, uh some sort of um uh you know parole community service kind mm-hmm. of situation for the lesser charges but he is did not get any prison time he is out he is doing very well he um helped uh his parents moved. Uh, to uh, live with his sister in Houston. He helped them move and now is kind of staying with them and kind of helping them okay. get through life. And he's got um, uh, he's got some really new interesting career prospects as, Great. A, as a kind of handyman. So he's doing oh, very well. So Kev's yeah. doing fine. Kev's doing very well. Okay. So, But the reason we were talking to Kev in the first yeah. place, Eric, I, I don't know if you remember. I do remember. He wanted to walk his daughter down the aisle. And she did, and Amy did not want that. That's to right. Happen. Did not want part, and did not really want to. Sort of was looking to have a wedding stripped of any kind of uh, sort of patriarchal res- <laughs> residue, uh, and saw yeah. that as as part of that. Yeah. Um, so that uh, even though he's out of uh, jail, that whole argument ended up being moot uh, because Amy and I uh, decided to elope. And uh, two weeks ago, August sixth, we eloped and we got married at the Santa Barbara County Courthouse. Producer Brett. What? What? Excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse me? Producer Brett. Excuse you, Dan. No, Eric, I will not excuse you because you always talk elopement. You're always pumping the tires on eloping. When did... Guess who was listening? Producer Brett, the third Beatle, living living my dream right now. Yeah. Living the Groomzilla's secret fantasy dream. You were taking notes. Going... Yeah, I definitely I, and honestly, I was honestly. I, I think uh, hearing you guys speak so highly of elopement, mm-hmm. uh, I know we had a Diana on here who got eloped, who mm-hmm. had a planned mm-hmm. elopement. Uh, it wasn't really something that was on my radar until hearing these conversations and hearing it, you know, come up, and then it seemed much more. Uh, we, I feel like yeah. we kind of hit a couple, a bunch of elopers in a row, right? Yeah, like we had Nick Weiger. Nick Weiger also yep. got eloped. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, I feel like I'm in good yeah. company. It was, it was, it was. I, I honestly don't know if I would have had the strength to make the decision on my own if I hadn't heard all these other people have good experiences. Yeah, all the cool kids yeah. are doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was uh, an idea that, it, strangely enough, kind of hit us at the same time. We were starting to think about wedding plans, starting to plan that out. And about a week before we eloped, we were talking and we sort of uh, it, was, it struck us both almost simultaneously, and we kind of said it at the same time. Um, and as soon as we started thinking about that, it just made so much more sense for us and, and yeah. just our, our lives. And, uh, uh, mm. I mean, the first thing is we just wanted to be married ASAP mm-hmm. and yeah. a, a wedding was, was at least a year off. And yeah. so yeah. it was, that was just sort of a, uh, I don't know, just the, that, that sort of the interminable process of the, of the, um, engagement was just getting depressing. And it's yeah, so, so fucking daunting. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to do a bunch of other different shit with yeah. your life. You're right. trying to fucking start a life. Right. And you got your own careers and, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. It's too much. Yeah. So Santa, Santa Barbara's got that, that gorgeous, uh, Spanish mission, beautiful, uh, architecture that I love. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, this is the only time I think that this has ever happened to me in my entire life. Um, uh, 
everything went right. Everything went out, went, went off without a hitch. There was wow. literally no, like we, um, and cause we started planning a week before, cause we also, uh-huh. I should add, uh, August 6th is the, um, day uh our, our dating anniversary it was our first date was mm-hmm. okay oh that's cute it was cute yeah, right? I love so that. that was coming up yeah. that was like a week away we're like why don't we just aim for that yeah and that gives us some sort of yeah. intentionality to it and uh i eight six eighteen eight six eighteen and then uh i like the math on that uh although dan mm-hmm. didn't for me that was that's the date that the bombs were dropped yeah, on that's, hiroshima that's so, hiroshima uh I, I do have that uh, shadow. That's over, okay. Over, yeah, I mean, I obviously had nothing to do with that. Nuclear so winters, yeah. you know, it it last outlasts some marriages, but <laughs> probably won't be yours. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, but everything went. Uh, we, we planned it within, within within a week. We got the uh, court date that we wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, they provided the witness. They did the whole ceremony. Uh, we got a great room at the Madonna Inn, which I also stole from this. Yeah. Show. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got the, Sean O'Connor got married yep, there. Yep, yeah. Yep. And I mean, what a what a place that is. That Have was, you you've that, never been that there before? My first time. Oh boy. First time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you go up there after you guys get eloped. Or before? We actually did before. Oh, okay. So, we kind of had the night before the wedding there. We had a wedding photographer, and I'll, I'll share these uh, photos once we get them. We had a Please. wedding photographer come in and Please. take photos of us in our Madonna in room. So nice. it kind of had that you know very cool sort of kitschy vibe to it. Yeah, um, I've never stayed there. Are the rooms insane too? They're great. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. really uh, the 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 room was very nice, and then our bathroom was insane. It had like a cloth, they do bathroom cloth so- tub <laughs> and and yeah. this amazing wallpaper floral yeah. wallpaper. Did was, the room have a name? Do they have names? Yeah, our room was old fashioned. Honeymoon, come on! There I mean, you go. There you come go, on, right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Everything, everything here. just sort of fit Classic. together. Everything, yeah. everything worked out well. Um, and then we got married then, on Monday morning, um, and then we had a yeah. little uh, one day honeymoon in, in Malibu. We uh, went to the Getty Villa and uh, went to a winery and uh, had some seafood. Wow! Yeah, wow! And then went back did to work. You, did you guys eat? Did you guys eat in Santa Barbara? Did you have any kind of like special meal in Santa Barbara at all? You know, we didn't. We were. Um, we were actually looking at San Luis Obispo, but then once mm. we were in the Madonna Inn, we were only there for a day. I mean, that place is just a world unto itself. Yeah. And so yeah. we uh, we decided just to stay on the grounds of Madonna Inn. Mm-hmm. The only thing, the Madonna Inn restaurant is a little... A little lacking. A little, yeah. Very expensive. It's not very good. The yeah. food does not live up to those price tags, I will say. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. But they there is an in and out up, so yeah. up, exactly. up the highway that is really good. I no, I bet. Yeah. There was, it looks like yeah, a lot of good stuff in that area. Uh, so that was the only downside, but, you know. Yeah. It's like a movie theater. I think they know they can charge more just because right. of the ambiance. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did, did it smell a little dank there when you were there? It was a little bit of a dank, right? Little, yeah. Little, little bit. There's so much water um, in there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of water. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> But it was uh it was great. The pool was amazing. A, a, a wide variety of guests. Yeah, there was a um, I could see that. There was uh, and there was a couple kind of like wedding parties, the wedding things going mm-hmm. on. Uh, and when we were at the pool, there was like one big group of people that were all like sort of goth and steampunk like <laughs> guests. Yeah. yeah, and so they were. Cool. They had like it, it was very cool. They had they were dressed in black. <laughs> they had umbrellas and like very. It was it was uh, it was amazing. Yeah, and they were kind of doing a little photo shoot thing. And then you had this other group that was just it uh, was like kind of like a Vegas vibe or Atlantic City vibe. Like they were just okay. like partying yeah. and drinking margaritas. Yeah. and there was like yeah. you know. Um, uh, so it was interesting. It was it was like a you know yeah the the people that the Madonna appeals to is an interesting cross section. It's, it's yeah it's a, that's it's, awesome. It's cast a big net. Yeah, 
Um, so I guess the, 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 the end of all of this is wh- what, what was Kevin's reaction? What was the, what was the family's reaction to the elope? So Kevin was, was there- Kevin was thrilled. I mean, Kevin's, Kevin, yeah. you, you talked to him. He's a good guy. I mean, what is he? He's not gonna, you he's know. a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. I he's mean, not stealing any cars to come. No, no. <laughs> come put a shotgun in your face. Was it just, was it just you two the whole time? Yeah. It was just us the entire time. Fuck yes. That's what I'm it talking felt about. Great. Man. Honestly, it felt fantastic. That's what I'm fucking talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause we both like those, mo- those sort of stolen moments. I think we both mm. had that, you know? And so it, it very yeah. much felt like that. It, we didn't have to perform for anybody or, or kind Seriously. of. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and, the you way, ca- yeah. and you hit us, you hit like the three spots in California that were like, you hit three different spots. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's like, a lot of stolen moments. A lot of stolen moments, that. yeah. And that, that was kind of the theme. Uh, Amy uh, wore a suit. She wore like a blazer and uh, like a full. Very cool. It, was, it looked very nice. cool. Uh, we we even, got, even got boutonnieres. We found this place in San Luis Obispo that was closing. We got there like 30 minutes before they closed. And mm-hmm. this woman whipped up these like custom boutonnieres for us. In perfect. Yeah. Like, everything was just yeah. like perfect, perfect, perfect. Just an, Wait, yeah. what did you wear? Um, I wore a suit that... Um, it breathed pretty well, but it looked kind of tweedy. It kind of had that look, and it was like a uh, like a, a little. Uh, it was blue, not soup, not navy. A little lighter than the navy mm-hmm. color, mm-hmm. Um, but like a bluish suit. Um, so a red tweed, but did not breathe tweed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were these nice. were these things you bought specifically for the courthouse? Great yes. Question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we bought the outfits. We had, again, we had a week. We had to really, yeah. really pack it in. But luckily, we found outfits that we really liked. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it was kind of nice to have that short time frame because you just we just sort of it becomes very instinctive what you want. And yeah. What you want to whatever, get out of it. whatever you you have, you got to go with. Exactly. You got to cut all the excess yeah. out and just get the essential that's, stuff. I mean, done. that's the romantic yeah. part of it, though. Yeah. 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 And I will say uh, one thing also, too, that worked out really well was um, we, I honestly didn't. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I didn't. I was gonna um, write out my vows and then um, and then just write them down and give them to Amy separately because I didn't realize that. In I, I thought a court out sweating was gonna be very like no pomp and circumstance. Very. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we were gonna get an opportunity to like say vows. I thought it was yeah. just very. But yeah. um, so neither of us had actually prepared vows beyond whatever the courthouse required right then the very end she uh said um okay you can do your vows now Mm -hmm. and i I didn't want to i I didn't want to be like oh that's okay we don't want to you know i'm not gonna like turn down that opportunity yeah uh so we both did vows just off the top of our head and it ended up being very 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 nice very sweet i mean it wasn't you know it wasn't sort of they weren't planned out they were a little stuttery but they were very like very from the heart and uh um, so yeah, even did the, even cry? the kind of accent I did, she made me, she made me cry. Her, her vows yeah. were, she, like, um, pinched you or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she kicked me under the table and, and, uh, um, really, really hurt. But, uh, uh, really she, unpacked all your old baggage. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> dragged up, out all the dirty up. laundry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and according, uh, I don't, she might say this to everybody, but the judge, uh, said that, she, that Amy's vows made her tear up a little bit too. Oh, wow. Which is, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Test, testament to their, yeah. Poignancy. So you, so you felt something. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. 
Were you worried about feeling something, or did you know you were going to feel something? No, definitely, because I think because it is so, it was all so sort of bureaucratic and like, and and, and just over before you knew it, you know, yeah. there wasn't like, I'm not sitting in a dressing room for an hour, you know, yeah. um, uh, I think when it finally got to it, I was like, I, I was, yeah, I was worried, like, I might have to kind of like generate emotion here, but yeah. like, but yeah. it, did, it didn't turn out that way at all. It was, it was very, yeah. uh, it's a very, regardless of how or when it happens, the moment is the moment. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Thank Brett. You. That's so amazing much. news. Um, now congratulations, we're, Brett. We're just all three Third married men doing yeah. the mar- marriage. Podcast. All three. <laughs> Glad to all join three you on Beatles. the other side of, uh, yeah, yeah. The other side of the thing. Uh, okay. Well, I hope that, I mean, that gave me closure. I hope it gave the wetheads closure on yeah, that, on that saga. Um, all right. Was Close that, that good enough for you, wetheads? They'll never be satisfied. These wetheads, they, they have a high bar and they always want to get more wet. Because they want to get wet. It's our fault. I know. We got They're like, to we got to stay wet. wet. We, we got to give us more. I'm like, okay, you're right. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break and, uh, we'll come back Start with Guy Branham. Branham. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Guy Branham, hi. Hello, good to be here. So, welcome to Groomzilla. Hi, Guy. Hello, hello, Eric. Um, um, what? You go, Eric. I can't wait to read your book. That's the only thing I want to talk about this whole time. Oh, uh, thank you. My book, My Life as a Goddess, is now available wherever books are sold. <laughs> are you? You plug, just did like a plug number press one. tour, right? Are you still on the book tour? Um, sort of. Like mostly, it was just one week of talking about myself too much in New York. Mm-hmm. But today, mm-hmm. I'm going to San. Yeah, tonight I'm flying to San Francisco so I can do a thing for Petaluma as a comedy festival, and I'm doing okay. talking about my book there, and then I'm doing a thing at a bookstore on Sunday. Okay, and the, well, this is your publicist got in touch with us. This is technically a oh really a, yeah yeah so wonderful. <laughs> so I'm glad we got that plug in. Yeah, this is your first. This is the first stop. This is Groomzilla's. The podcast is where it jumps off. I'm glad I paid her thousands of dollars to call Dan Gill. <laughs> how could I have achieved that on my own? Um, how are you doing? What's, what else is going on? You're writing League yeah. of Their Own. That's fun. I'm writing for a League of Their Own. And maybe talk show the game show will come back. Who can say? Still up in the air? Still up in the air. Mm-hmm. The True TV, they're, they're, are they in a sea change right now? Are they trying to change what they're doing? I think um, there was a, tur- a purchase of Turner, and so what all of the Turner networks are supposed to be doing has been a little bit uncertain. Oh, okay. But, yeah. you know, I mean, eventually all of us have to have had shows on True TV, so, yeah. you know, there will be some changeover, and I accept that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were, like, pivoting, to use a buzzword, they were, like, pivoting... Mm-hmm pretty hard towards like good comedy and then they were like nah yeah <laughs> or what it's like yeah. that felt like after the election it felt like that's what they did i mean i i hope that the fact that they got an emmy nomination and like a good emmy nomination for uh amy sedaris's show um, oh my god make them realize that oh yeah that's a good thing but that show is so funny they, yeah it's so much it fun. is so good and it's yeah. been like she was she's just been the best guest on late night television for, for like years. two decades yes. and like needed her own show for so long like yeah um, guy guy how are you doing with the press tour and talking about yourself in such a vulnerable like just being vulnerable for that long in front of that many strangers i mean i know you're a stand-up but like it's different right book i, I mean it's a little bit different in that like oh this like freelance journalist now has opinions about my relationship with my I dad i guess that's <laughs> what i get for writing this book yeah but more than that it was just um 
uh, I got very tired of my own perspective, you mm-hmm. know, like after mm-hmm. a week of what do you think about this? And like all mm-hmm. sorts of, you know, like a bunch of excerpts from the book came out and it was like mm-hmm. opinions on opinions on opinions. So and many. It's like, let's you were on down. pitchfork, like pitchfork opinions, my guy, <laughs> like that is. <laughs> well, you need to remember, I, I have terrible taste in music, so I do not understand how respectable uh, music <laughs> websites work. That's for I know, Ian I tr- Carmel to do. <laughs> <laughs> i like tried to make i was like can i make you a mix a mix a long time ago and you were like listen this is not gonna go well for you I have, there's- <laughs> but i do think uh, that was misguided of me because i do think it, it's always lovely when people with like good and sophisticated taste also understand which what i don't I, have what i like yeah. And are yeah. able to sort of like give me those yeah. things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I worked with a guy once who was able to be like, Guy will very much like neutral milk hotel. Guy doesn't like indie pop generally, but this yeah. would be something that will like feed his needs. Right. Uh-huh. And that was, I appreciated that. And that was true. He was right about that. Yes. Oh, good. Okay. I think I put like, like four or five Robin songs on that mix. See, the thing it was is, very Robin heavy. You think that I'm really going to like Robin because I'm a gay guy and all gay guys like Robin, mm-hmm. and that is gen- I like Robin generally true. And Robin's fun. I will get on the dance floor when she tells me to, but I don't mm-hmm. have that passionate relationship. And one time, our mm-hmm. friend Emily Heller sort of laid into me a little bit right. about like why not more, and I oh. was like, I don't have an answer. She wanted more Robin love from you. She was more just sort of like we were at a wedding. Everyone involved was drunk, and mm-hmm. I think it was a little more like you need to be happy with me now. Right? Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that bring- I get. Yes. That that's pr- that's really uh, Drew. Uh, has very similar opinions on on Robin. I think that's really true. But it was like at that time where it was like that song was so fucking popular, and and we still liked girls and the television show, yeah. and um, and we danced to it. But yeah, I mean that's totally right. You're you right. Want, you want to know who I really love, Eric? Who? Pitbull. Pitbull Pit- mm. takes care of us. Pitbull gets Dude. on the dance floor. Ah. Yes. I think he's you- Mr. Worldwide. Yes. <laughs> What about Pitbull gets you cut in a rug? I mean, like, A, the beats are good. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of his songs are about, like, you're all sexy. We're having a great time. I'm the richest, best person in the world. But yeah. you are also possibly a rich and best person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I appreciate that. He <laughs> he's also, nonstop fun. He's nonstop fun. He also does a good job of... Um, like taking music uh, from the past 50 years of the Caribbean and just putting him mm-hmm. saying, yeah, over it. Yeah. And <laughs> you get to enjoy it again. Right. And thanks to Pitbull, um, I will always remember um, uh, where Sean Paul and T-Pain are from because oh, yep. he mentions it in a song. Yeah. Yeah. He likes yes. to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned dancing at a wedding. Is that is that? Are you good at a wedding? Do you like going to weddings? I have long maintained that if you do not invite me to your wedding, you are only denying your aunts the best night of their life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I firmly believe that uh, a wedding is a nightclub for ants. A wedding yeah. is a place where like <laughs> the ants have the most understanding and control of what's going on. They have no mm-hmm. vested stake. Right. You know, this is Bonnie's problem, who whatever the mother of the bride's <laughs> name is. But like, you know, 60% of the people there, you've got history and backstory with them. You're allowed to dance and get as drunk as you want. Like yeah. there's no situation oh. where an ant gets to get 
more turnt, <sighs> frankly. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think my aunts had a oh, good time God. at my wedding. I, I'm, I didn't really. I think I only had one aunt there, of on my side. Wendy's aunts For loved me. it. Well, I mean, there's just in my family there was. I wish in a in like. I wish in a perfect world that I had a good relationship with all my aunts and they all came to my wedding. Um, like they mm. came to my sisters. You, I think you would destroy with Armenian aunts. Yes. I think Armenian aunts from the Valley, like you would, I mean, you would just light up the sky. Yeah. It would I be mean, insane. Like, uh, uh, Kara Clank and Jared Logan had a wedding and Kara has like, innumerable italian aunts uh mm. who are all nice mm. professional ladies yeah and it was like it was so much fun it was like they want yeah. to dance i also want to learn about their career um <laughs> armenian aunts from the valley i really feel right. like those are ladies who know how to have a good time but are only allowed to do it in certain cultural circumstances yeah. so let's make this happen yeah bingo so you that see- has been my that's you- been my favorite thing about the east coast is like Different immigrants, like hella more Italian and Greek. Like the first time I went to Jersey, I was like, "Oh, this is just a, a ginormous Glendale. This is the biggest Glendale. This is well, the biggest Glendale I've ever been to." I mean, one of the nice things about and terrible things about California is that, like, by the time you get here, most people have the ethnicity washed off of them. Yes, um, and so it is always Ooh. weird for me the way that the East Coast those things are more present and people are always like talking about and negotiating them. Yeah. Um, but it does lead to like different kinds of cultural expression. Okay, one time when I was at Chelsea lately, one other guy and I got flown to Atlantic City because Atlantic City was trying to make a play for gay people to come be tourists there okay. because gay guys don't go to gambling cities because we don't gamble with our money, we gamble with our health. Um and yeah. while I was there, it was all of these Philly and South Jersey gay guys. Uh-huh. And mm. I have never in my life experienced more fist fights at a gay thing like it was just italian and like trashy jew like gay guys who were just like get mostly the italians getting in fistfights left and right and it was wonderful oh wow (laughs) is that your writer that sounds like a that sounds like a tom hardy movie (laughs) that sounds like a tom hardy movie that needs to happen yes Um, do you, so how many, do you, do you, did you go to any weddings this season? What, 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 Uh, oh, uh, yes, I just went to, uh, I went to uh, a gay men's wedding, um, in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago. And then I had one other wedding before that. Um, but my, one of the weddings did give me cake, which I appreciate. Oh, oh, I went to winter's wedding. So I went to like a lovely Ohio wedding. Uh, oh yeah, I love Ojai. Yeah, uh, and the Ojai wedding had cake, but one of the things that really gets me is two summers ago I went to five weddings. There was no cake at any of them. Oh, that's fucking uh, absurd. No. That is absurd. It's not okay. Your cute little donuts, yeah. like your mini cupcakes. I don't fucking give a shit. I want a piece <laughs> of cake. Um, and so that really bothered me. Yeah, I'm a little bit like I'm happy that mason jars are gone. But uh, I miss them a little bit. Do you? Mason jars and Edison bulbs. And the Edison bulbs and the burlap. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they did. We did turn a corner on that. I don't know what replaced them necessarily. Yeah. I should know that. 
Um, like the fucking real Thomas Edison looking fucking light bulbs. Yeah. Like the, those what replaced mason jars. No, no, like. that was that, those were hand in hand. They were together. Yeah, that was part oh, of the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, re- for replacement, I will I will offer you succulents. I was just gonna say succulents. Okay, because here's the okay the gay male wedding that I went to was spectacular in a number of ways. Uh-huh. There were also some real problems. First of all, no flowering plants. Plants all over the place, no flowering plants. And I was like, way to go gay guys. Yeah. You don't have ovaries. Way to say that life exists without, like, wonderful. Second, one of the grooms was Jewish. Uh And, like, there was a bunch of very sort of, like, geometric, like, metal sculpture things going on. Yeah. And then over the place where they got married was just, like, a simple timber square. And then my friend Natalia was like, do you like their chapa? And I was like, oh my, so. That's what it was? When Jews get married, there's supposed to be a little tent thing, but they had just done like a simple, like four pieces of lumber square with succulents at every corner. And I was like, that's, it was the most Jason thing I've ever seen. Like, Uh you know, some degree of adherence to Judaism, but also sort of like uh, futuristic, semi-ironic style. Uh Yeah. That said, here was my big. It's too minimal. Too minimal. I minimal mean, is, yeah, w- is what's hot. I, I, mean, it I mean, like, I, I think that a wedding should be symbolic of abundance. Um, yes. But also, like, for you guys, it's all about, we, we have the specter of reproduction. And we yeah. don't, so we have to do our own things. But, That's true. Uh, assigned seating for only half of the people. So, like, the old mm-hmm. people got assigned to tables, and Uh-oh. everybody else was just expected to sort of, like, circulate. Yeah. And I was not okay with that. Oh, they didn't even have seats for you. They were, they were like, stand-up tables and stuff, but not enough. Oh, uh, okay. And then, at the wedding I went to most recently, no assigned seating, which meant that it was just a mad rush. Free for all. And terrible. Yeah. 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 That's it, a- it can backfire on you. You have to... The old people like to know where they're going, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Dan's Dan's was no assigned seating, but there was like so much fucking seating that it was like never really a problem. There was yeah, we had plenty of plenty of lunch lunchroom stuff. What do you call the l- long? Our table? wedding was was overstuffed, and we had way too many high top tables. I did the table ordering, and I totally, <laughs> I mean, I messed up on a couple of spots. But I think we had too many high tops. People didn't really use them, but we didn't have that many people. So assigning seating is like one of the cool things you get to do at a wedding. You get to sort of create those moments and like, you have to negotiate the politics and I love it so much. How could you (laughs) abdicate that obligation? Yeah. 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 I think I I just, we didn't want to deal with it. I don't remember why we did it. Fair. (laughs) Wait, where was, where was Jason's wedding? Was that a no, was that the Ohio wedding? Uh, no, uh, Jason's wedding was, um, Jason and Ads was in mm. Silver Lake. Was at okay. like this st- studio where I'd only been for like vodka launches and stuff like that. And one of mm-hmm. the things- I saw pictures of this wedding, Max Senate Studios. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like uh, Alan was there, Casey Lai was there. Yeah, yeah. Because they live beneath a com- uh, like a comedian apartment, so they know uh, Solomon was there. Oh, okay. Uh, um, Wait, are you, is this Ed? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! I wanted to go to their wedding so much. I love Ed so, and Jason is like one of the nicest people I've. Like he's just so yes. good. I love him so. So much. Jason's best friend from high school and like growing up is Louis Katz, who is also a stand-up. Okay, and he was like one of my first good gay friends when I moved here. Yeah. But one of the things that was coolest was that as two gay guys, they did not go to neutral ground that their families could go to because mm-hmm. you know Jason's parents are like they live in L.A. in Hancock Park. Mm-hmm. But, like, are a little bit sort of, like, you know, 
not in his life. And I really mm-hmm. liked the idea of having, um, not that they're not in his life, they're just not in his world of Silver Lake and all of that. Uh-huh. I right. thought it was really cool to say to everyone, come to this place that is ours. Like, yeah. Yeah. this is down the street from where we live. Yeah. Like, yeah. come to our world. Like, they had tacos in the In-N-Out truck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, it was very Silver Lakey and wonderful. Yeah. But then the big highlight there was um, that I was like, that guy looks like Billy Porter. And then somebody was like, I think it is Billy Porter. So Tony Award winner Billy Porter was there. Uh, yes. That's huge. To have a Tony Award winner. Yes. And all of the music was just band supporting people singing from the yes. from the the wedding. So like oh. Billy Porter did a song. Molly Rubin Long did a song. Like wow. yeah. that was surprisingly effective. Yeah. I, I hate a band, I want a DJ. Oh, you're a yeah. DJ. I am from the West Coast, and these are our traditions. On the East Coast, uh, people need a band so that yeah. they can play whatever sort of like ethnically or religiously defined necessities you have. Okay. Uh, you know, a Hava Nagila, oh, um, yeah. sure. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Eric, in the here? West Coast, we, we, in the West Coast, we have too many. I wanted a DJ. I'd love, love, love the uh, guest from the wedding getting up to singing. Like, I think that is just like, it's just so fun and it's like so involved and like, and like you people who don't normally shine will shine. And like, that's like my favorite thing about karaoke. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not, I don't like singing and I can't carry a tune. So like, I don't, I love going to karaoke, but I don't like performing karaoke. That's my favorite. And I think with the DJ, I think there's just too many DJs on the West coast (laughs) and we have, we have to employ them. Well, I also think that when you have a band that creates sort of like, a locus of performance so people feel like just watching the band is like enough of an activity right and i want it to be dancing focused and being able to have sort of like the nuance to like because like one time at bridgetown i think ian carmel or somebody was djing and they were doing like responsible self-congratulatory cool djing and i just walked up and was like what we need is Whitney to make this yeah. happen. Uh-huh. And then you yeah. can go where you want from there, uh-huh. but you yeah. need to get people on the dance floor. And I've, yeah. I've been to a couple of, I went to one in New York that had this like, uh, cool, like R and B kind of, um, band that really, you know, they satisfied, they got people on the dance floor. Um, but I, a little bit just want, the version of Cake by the Ocean that DNCE did, not your reinterpretation of Cake by the Ocean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to uh, yeah. the bands that I've seen of weddings are also like, I mean, they're so good most of the time uh-huh. that, like, you're right. You do end up just like talking about the band and watching the band <laughs> rather than like focusing on yeah. the dancing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, if even if a band is good, they're going to be the stars of the wedding. If a band is really good, they're going to be the stars of the wedding. And you don't want, you don't want the hit of the wedding to be the band. You want the hit of the wedding to be like somebody's niece or aunt or is like who's dancing and like, yeah. 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 Also, I always just talk about how much the band must've cost. (laughs) (laughs) How much do you you think? 10 K 15. Yeah. That's ridiculous. The bass player, the bass player alone with the, with the bass player's writer where he's got to like talk to somebody's niece Mm -hmm. uh, after. And you know, yeah, the I the what, last wedding I went to with a big band, they had like it was like an eight nine person band, and the guitar player could like shred, like he was an eighties hair metal type of guitar player, and he was like maybe fifty years old, really long hair down to his back, and he was just shredding, and uh, he thought he was pretty sure that was his concert that he was performing. <laughs> I don't approve of that. <laughs> um, 
Do you go? How, it's two eighties. Are you? Would you say you go to an equal amount of gay weddings and straight weddings, or how no, does that break down? I, I go to more straight weddings. You guys are still in charge. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have been to uh, like more gay women's weddings than gay men's weddings, which kind of makes sense because yeah. gay women are relationship oriented. Uh, I have a joke in my act that is essentially about like all the lesbian weddings I have been to are much better than the straight wedding, like any of the gay male weddings I've been to. Like they are all uh-huh. kind of perfect, I think, because everyone talks shit at ha ha ha. Lesbians will have tacky weddings that yeah. they're all now sort of like, I must give you like pristine perfection. Yeah. Or else I'm effortlessly, just, you know. Yeah. Like or, or else I'm going to be a cliche. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so I I do love going to a lesbian wedding because mm-hmm. you have that feeling of you're gonna be taken care of. Yeah. We had Sabrina Jalise on the podcast and listening to us her she was first of all like so in love with her wedding, obviously, and just like just listening her listening to her talk about her wedding was it just sounded incredible yeah it, it was like in a, in vermont like it was just game over it was just so fun to listen to exactly that's exactly what i'm talking about like yeah. i went to this one that was in like the wine country of napa valley we were sitting in an mm-hmm. herb garden while we were being seated the food was being harvested that would be served to us at the reception Whoa. Oh later. Wow. Um, <laughs> it was that kind of like oysters were shucked for us by hand uh-huh uh it was perfection yeah Uh, and then also just the magnificence of you know one bride in like classic white um wedding dress and then the the more like mask performing um member of the the butcher girl Mm -hmm. was the prettiest she's ever been she was in this like perfectly tailored beautiful gray suit Mm -hmm. um and it was like it was heavenly to get to be a uh, to get to be a part of it. One of the things that does get me though is for everyone, I think what vows are supposed to be is in a real mm. state of flux because there is so much patriarchy and religion inherent in what most people do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think you know, and I I know straight people who still go and like do all the Catholicy things, even mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. they're not the most Catholic because that's what you do at a wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. But I do think it's a real question of. You know, it's like everybody reads poems. There's a guitar player. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's kind what, of know. up in the air these days. Also, that with whole the thing, that whole th- yeah, the I mean, that whole thing just starts from like the get go. Like, I have to call somebody's dad and ask them if it's okay mm-hmm. if I can propose to their 32 year old daughter. Like, what? Like, <laughs> also, it's Drew Koshgarian. Like, I know, I think that I she would possibly not get engaged to you because you asked her dad if you could purchase her <laughs> no i know that's i know yeah exactly yeah and then we just like and we we follow that line and that thread and then yeah and then we have a straight wedding in palm springs that gets broken up by the cops mm-hmm. palm springs <laughs> is the best it is it's yeah. like it, it means something to yeah it's just it is there's no other place on the planet that relaxes me yes maybe like Palm Springs or maybe anywhere. Like I'm just, I'm not a relaxing person, but like when I go to Palm Springs, I really chill and it's special to me. I love a jaunt destination. Like I really think, you know, Ohio yeah. or Palm Springs where like 60% of the people who are coming are just getting a weekend. Yeah. And then like some relatives are having to get a connecting flight, which is annoying. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, Kara and Jared had their wedding at her childhood summer camp 
which was wonderful because it was a destination wedding where staying the night cost like $30 uh-huh. um, because you were in like a tent thing. Yeah. But it was also the coldest I have ever been in my life. Oh, shoot. Um, oh, it was during the winter? No, it was summertime. But like oh, yeah, it's when, just when I woke coast, up yeah. in the morning on a cot... <laughs> Like, um, you know, in the mountains. And, like, I lived in Minnesota, but in Minnesota, you knew it was going to be cold, where Mm -hmm. I was caught off guard. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never, I don't think I have ever been to, like, a destination wedding where you, like, go to Tulum or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We had someone in here talking about it, and it was kind of a a train wreck. Uh, It gets a little warm. A lot of sunburn. A lot of of, uh, exposure. Yeah. And not a lot of protection. Um, yeah. What uh, have you performed at a wedding yourself? Have you done the officiant thing? Oh, I have officiated several weddings because really? I'm a gay guy, and <laughs> people uh, treat us as um, intersect shamans, clergy. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but one of them. This is the one gay guy I know. He's <laughs> yes. He's magic. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of officiants, uh-huh. again, this is material, and I apologize, but no. I think like we need to create no. traditions that are just for gay weddings. Because right now, all we're doing is trying yes. to imitate yours. Yeah. So, yes. fuck religious official, fuck justice of the peace. Here's how gay men should have their wedding officiated. Okay. The shorter groom's fattest female friend uh, has to come up and <laughs> karaoke. It's all coming back to me now. All six and a half minutes of it. Okay. And then your obligation is booking three minor celebrities. Best celebrities you can get, like local yeah. weathercaster, somebody from the radio, that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and then they have to, two of the three of them have to say she killed it. And if she killed it, then you are legally married. But if she did not kilt it, then you either have to wait six weeks or go to another state. Um, and I think that's wow. like... It's a lot of pressure on that friend. I know, but also it's two gay men getting married. She's going to do the bulk of the emotional labor in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Willing. Like, she's so ready. I mean, she... She wants to. She, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. it's going to be on her. Um, but no, uh, uh, my friend Ryan, who gave me um, my first writing job in college, he was getting married to uh, his wife, Anne. And um, uh, it was at the faculty glade of uh, Berkeley. Like, they still lived in Berkeley. Okay. Um, this, but this was, like, when we were adults. And, like, you know, I did some did some jokes, but was just sort of made it about them and mostly just emceed. Um, And it was like really sweet and nice. I mean, it was a a weird kind of pressure, but it's an interesting way to be asked to be involved in something. Right. Yeah, it is. It is pressure, Uh, (laughs) which I, the one time I did it, I didn't feel until like they were walking down the aisle and like looking right at me. I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I, no uh, one would ever ask me to officiate oh, their wedding. That would be a fun wedding. I think people would be f- silly not to. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think it's fair though. I like. I think that's fine. I I'm okay. Think you will okay get asked at some point. No. Um, do you guys know Alex Cole? Hmm. Yes. Uh, he's a comic. He for a period of time was saying that what he wanted to do was have a negotiation with his wife Erin. Like the ceremony itself would be. Um, them bargaining over the terms of what their marriage would be, which I love deeply because mm-hmm. I don't know how much you guys know about Jewish marriages, but like functionally, what happens at a Jewish marriage is a contract is signed. Mm-hmm. A contract that sort of like illustrates everyone's 
duties and responsibilities mm-hmm. and like, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And so he wanted to do sort of like a, a play on that where the solemnization of their wedding, uh, of their marriage would be me sort of like uh, moderating a negotiation between the two of them mm-hmm. to come up with a contract. Uh-huh. And I really liked that. I think that <laughs> yeah. that is a fun approach. Yeah. God damn it. I fucking love clarity so much. Give yeah. me clarity over anything else at yeah. this point. Like, please. <laughs> Uh, what about the other the other weddings you officiated? And, and same sort of uh, sentiment. Um, I'm trying to remember. I th- I thought I had done more than one, um, but I don't remember now. But do you, why don't I tell you? Maybe I only just did the one. Maybe a speech. Or do you do? I'm sure you get asked to do speeches. I like a nice toast. One of the great things yeah. about Karen and Jared's oh, wedding. God. Yeah. None of the comedians were allowed to give toasts. I really appreciate that. Yeah, very, and very, what, very smart. Call. And what you want is the amateurs to like have their moment. That's where they shine. That's where they. That's get what to I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you guys about the best wedding I've ever been to? Um, I'm gonna check if we. Have, yeah, we we got plenty of time for that. Okay. So. <laughs> good one. Good one, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> um. Uh, my best friend from college who had vowed that she would never be married. She was never, ever going to get married. It was an anachronistic and misogynistic institution. Okay. I was going to say, ask why. She would never do that. Okay. Um, I mean, just imagine a, a, a Jewier Drew Kashgarian, like a Jewier, like, and I think less like, there's an earthy, there's an earth motheriness to Drew Koshkarian that Rebecca oh, yeah. lacks. Um, okay. So, but Rebecca and her like partner of 10 years, they uh-huh. were domestically partnered in uh, New York, but they were moving back to California because he got a job as a soccer journalist and he, he she was only going to be able to get insurance from his job if they were legally married. Right. And so she called me and she's like, <sighs> so... For insurance purposes, I have to get married. So we're mm-hmm. just going to the Alameda County Courthouse and we have to have a witness. So if you can come, then you could be the witness. But if you can't come, we'll just get someone. <laughs> and I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so I went and it was just sort of like an administrative procedure. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know this, but legally to get married, you must have a marriage license and then you must have something that is the solemnization. Uh, that's why you have to become a universal life minister or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we like sat there and like there were debit cards involved and filling out of forms. And then they send you up to this room where a lady marries you. But it was the most Oakland thing ever where like the walls were covered with, um, quilts that had been made by slaves to commemorate, um, slave weddings, uh, in the antebellum South because uh-huh. slaves, oh my of course, God. legally, didn't have the power to get married so right. like they had to create rituals on their own and then this like exceedingly old woman in like a purple robe that was like um and you know rebecca's like very jewish in a way that like just like would her wedding ended up being oddly christian because this woman mm-hmm. wouldn't stop talking about jesus mm-hmm. um but it was really wonderful because the two of them were just like get this over with yeah and then the woman who was performing the ceremony did like 12 minutes of material and it was so wonderful because it, Rebecca brought it up last time I saw her because the, one of the things the woman said was like, you'll be married to him for 20 years. And then he'll say, I like fish. And you'll be like, you never liked fish before. Uh, and you'll, it, it was basically like, you're always finding out things about this person. Yeah. 
And then Rebecca, the thing that she said now, like 10 years into their marriage was like, she was right. I'm always yeah. finding out that he likes fish yeah. in some way. Right. Um, and we did that. And then we went to Chez Panisse. Like it was Hello. really wonderful, but it was also, there was something so sweet about like getting to be the only guest. Yeah. 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 I've been a, yeah. I've been and then also that before. person, and then also that person like Rebecca having this sort of like serious wedding that she kind of wanted like a no frills but like still like informative and like no it kind w- of a dream wedding yeah it, it really did speak to her because it was like both ridiculous and like legally efficient but also informative mm-hmm. having somebody yeah. like having somebody who understands marriage who's not from yeah. your world come in and be yeah. like well here's what marriage is mm-hmm. yeah uh, was really cool uh eric who's your witness uh, my sister. Oh no. no. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't remember for a second. Yeah, it was my. Who's your witness? Uh, my agent. <laughs> <laughs> See, unrepped. Us unrepped assholes oh, oh, have okay. to go with our fucking family. Sorry. Um, that's very okay. funny. Yeah, we thought it would be funny. Guy, I, I want to tell you one more thing about Jason and Ed. Then okay. it, it's the thing that I'm probably the most proud of comedy wise um we were at it was alan's birthday party we were at alan's house or apartment and everybody and their mom was on molly and ed salazar was there uh-huh. and ed salazar is this kind of hunky beef cakey dude um and he was kind of like walking around with his cowboy hat on and i made him take his shirt off i was just like i just want you Wonderful. to take your shirt off and stand there with a cowboy hat and no shirt um and he was like, yeah, everyone's on the So he's like, yeah, sure. So he, he does it, and he's just standing there. And then Jason is just drunkenly, like, walking in, <laughs> walking through the room. And it's, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. And he said literally the exact thing I was going for. He stops, pauses for a second, takes it in for, like, a nanosecond and goes, yeah, there's a shirtless guy wearing a cowboy hat. And then just <laughs> walked on. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what I wanted. And it was beautiful. And he gave me that moment. And I thank him. That is wonderful. Yeah, that's it. Also, Pixar didn't happen. I know. I know. I never want to take pictures on Molly for some reason. Uh, I don't know. I have never consumed. I have never done Molly. Okay. Are you you a drug user? I smoke pot. I've never done anything else. I'm always scared that it will fuck up my brain chemistry. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Like Molly seems wonderful, mm-hmm. but then, it's really scary. Uh, I'm always, I'm always like, but would I kill myself the next day? Because I'm yeah. almost killing myself now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you expel so many, so much uh, serotonin that it's like it can be like if you suffer from anxiety and depression, it can be really bad. I used to do so much fucking Molly in my twenties, and I got to a point where I was like, oh man, the come downs are just not worth it yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you in marriage? Uh, have you thought about your what your marriage would be? Have you been close? Not remotely. I am not somebody who generally has long term relationships. I, I didn't even think about it as a concept until I was like in my twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, I didn't even really think about relationships. I mean, I was just like, will I ever be able to have sex? Was sort of like a question until I was in law school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was sort of like, whoa, w- what am I doing? And, you know, there were enough other fights to be had and there were no sort of like 
representations that were models of what marriage would be. Uh, that's mm-hmm. not entirely true. There were two stable gay male couples uh, who were around when I was growing up, mm-hmm. but they were objects of ridicule. You know, like yeah. they were the faggots who lived in the orchard behind ours and the faggots who owned the um, the the flower shop <laughs> that my mom worked at. Um, so I really thought it was pointless. I really thought one of the nice things about homosexual. I-, I was like, you are with someone until you are no longer with them. Like mm-hmm. you're your proof of your commitment is your commitments mm-hmm. like that is it should be a thing that is not s- celebrated on one day but just sort of like done every day right. and i no longer think that that's true uh i um i wrote this thing that ended up not getting produced in any way uh but during the course of like writing it i think i, I came to the idea that like it's good to make it hard to leave someone like that's an important thing to say like it is going to be hard to leave this person and i Mm -hmm. think that there is something really valuable to inviting your parents and your family and everybody and saying i'm an adult now i'm allowed to make this like very significant decision for myself Yeah. yeah um i think that there's real power and importance in those things I don't mm-hmm. know that they will ever be appropriately applied to a relationship that I have mm-hmm. because I really do like the most functional and successful things I have had are like, we enjoy each other, but also go enjoy other things. You mm-hmm. get to enjoy all of the things that you want. Like I'm going to San Francisco tonight. San Francisco is full of gay male <laughs> married couples who are in oh, open yeah. relationships because, oh, really? Well, I, I maintain it just comes down to it's so expensive to get uh, a one-bedroom condo that, like, <laughs> you have to do that with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. But then you still want to be able to fuck other people. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I like and respect that. I think that they are, you know, I also existed, like, an in-between time where gay marriage was, like, literally not a concept for most of the people around my age for most of the time. Yeah. Right. Like, I have I have one set of friends and one of them was raised pretty religious and to some extent he doesn't understand a marriage as being anything other than the marriages he grew up with like Uh standing you don't invite your grandpa to come stand on a beach and have you declare that you're gonna fuck this dude like you know it's a religious church it's serious yeah yeah Yeah. there's fucking incense and like Right. It's and, like a fucking funeral. And yeah. anything else is essentially play acting. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it will be nice when we have moved past that and there are, you know, more sort of like, I think that's one of the reasons that we need these cultural traditions to sort of say, like, um, this is what we do. This is our thing. Because yeah. as it is right now, it really feels like us, like, aping your thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's you... so true and that's so important oh can i make another political point yes yes i personally believe that if you are a gay person who is mad that somebody won't bake a wedding cake for you and you can't get a reality cooking competition show to do that for you that's on you <laughs> like we should as a community have enough connections that one of our reality baking shows can make a cake for you yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, are you a religious person I yourself? That. I like Judaism. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't, 
adhere to it because I mean one of the things is is that like um one of the reasons I stayed celibate for as long as I did is is like Judaism doesn't say you're bad for wanting to do something. Judaism just says you're bad for doing it. And so I was like, what Judaism, you know, gay sex is like pork. Not that I was keeping kosher at the time, but I was like, (laughs) I just need to not do this. That is what God has asked of me. Uh The thing is, is like, I'm never going to be able to satisfy Judaism in those terms. And I'm not one of those people who's like going to be like, well, this part is like homophobia, but this part is real Judaism. Basically just comes down to, I have splashy parties for Hanukkah and Passover. Um, and, uh, we'll fast on Yom Kippur sometimes. And periodically Moshe Kasher will tell me that I, could have more of a relationship with Judaism if I wanted to, and that it's there for me, and that makes me feel better, but then I do nothing about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't That's know he was so religious. Oh, yeah, Moshe's really religious. Oh, okay. That is so... That's kind of like the most comforting part about religion, and having that intimate relationship with it, where you cannot... You don't have to be intimate with it, and you can kind of be like, this is here for me as much as I want it to be, but like mostly you know religion is just again like used as such a fucking blunt instrument that it like it's scary and like it it makes a lot of sense that weddings are so tied to religion because they are this sort of like ritualization and the thing is is like I I like ritual. I hate people who say I'm very spiritual, but I'm not religious because like spiritualism isn't going to do anything for you. Like, you know, a church will like bring you a covered dish when your dad dies. Right. And like, I do, I do think that like a wedding should be something. I think I just don't necessarily understand what the thesis of my wedding would be. Like the thesis for your weddings, like really is you get to participate in saying like, I'm going to be with this person and with equipment that we have at home, we could make human life. Um, and we may do that or we may not do that, but like that is the tradition that we are participating in. Right. Uh, oh, um, here's another piece of material. Uh, gay, gay relationships are, uh, gay male relationships are not intended. Like they're not about creating a baby. They're about creating thin volumes of poetry. Um, and like, that is, I love that one so much. That is the way that I sort of understand what I'm doing. Uh And I don't know what the ritual is for that other than sort of like regular ongoing caddy cocktail parties. Uh You know, that's how I express my relationships to the world. Yeah. That's a wedding. That is like, that would be a sick fucking wedding. Yeah. You just have to put it in a castle in England. But the thing is, is that like, but also what's part of it is that it needs is that it's not a single event is that it goes on, you know, yeah. and like, oh, may, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. for cocktail parties from now, the person, yeah. you know, um, the person who I'm fucking is a different person or the person with yeah. whom, you know, I'm obsessed is a different person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was kind of my favorite part about our wedding was the week leading up to it and like getting being able to like connect with my family as best as I could, which is like not much, but then also like the rehearsal dinner and like the week and the, the week of excitement and just like leading up to it and just like staying in Palm Springs with my very tall wife um, and being like, Oh, this is just this. That's the best part. It's like the whole week. Well, yeah, I, I think the thing of like asking all of these people to the same place for like a bunch of activities. One of the things I felt bad about was with my book promotion, 
My Life is a Goddess, available wherever books are sold. I wasn't able to go and do all of this stuff for my friend Winter's wedding in Ojai. And, like, the whole point of it is that you, like, get to know these people and yeah. you see them at, like, four things over the course yeah, of three it's days. Yeah, like summer camp yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get little nicknames for people. Um, like, uh, I, I, I think at your wedding, Eric, I, we started calling Kevin Schmidt Pool Rat <laughs> because he just loves oh, the pool. Yeah. He's a big pool rat. Um, yeah. Which I don't think he likes, but... <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We should have used the pool. We should have used the pool uh, more. I'm shocked during the actual wedding. at their house where they got married. They had a pool in the front yard. Oh, that's nice. And I'm I am shocked nobody went in. Um, yeah, with all their clothes on. I did a really good pratfall the next day into the <laughs> pool um, for my niece in law, and I think she's the only one that saw, which was kind of perfect. Um, but yeah, I wanted to have the ceremony in the pool. Uh, for both form and function, like that would just be awesome. because the way I had the way I had set up the tables, um, it would have just made way more sense to use because we like got married under this. What's it called? The cat, not a gazebo, but it's like palapa, palapa. Um, and we could have just used space and gone to the wedding, but you know, uh, it would have been too. It, I understand that it would have been too jokey of a concept, but I thought it would have been poignant. But you know, you want to do I'm a not, lot of things in pools. You want to. Do- I'm not successful as a comedian or or as a poet. So I mean, our wedding was perfect. <laughs> I talk so I talk so much shit about my wedding on this podcast, but it's still uh, the I, happiest day. I, everyone I talked to had a blast. Um, what? Where was the wedding at in Ohio? Was it at a where did you, where was it? It was like a restaurant. It wasn't oh, okay. It wasn't at the the inn. Yeah. Um. It was like at a restaurant, but it was like really cute and very like florid and fun. Mm-hmm. And I got to sit next or across from um, uh, a famous celebrity defense attorney, and so I got to ask her a bunch of questions. which one? Oh. Not the one. Uh, Sean Holly, who represented like oh. Lindsay Lohan, and was on. Okay. Um, she was on the OJ team. Oh wow. Um, yes. So, did you actually practice law, or you just went to law school? I went to law school, and I had one job as a contract attorney, but I wasn't like a real lawyer. Yeah, like I was just sort of like keeping files and stuff. Yeah. But you you are very, very good at arguments and grievances <laughs> and debate and debate comedy in general and also just debates because of your law degree and because of your normal brilliant self. I but en- that was, yeah. I enjoyed debate comedy the most. It's so much it's fun. It's so fun. <laughs> that was, Guy and I uh, did arguments and grievances and it. And he was Rube Goldberg, and I, the Rube Goldberg machine, and I was Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> and and he destroyed me because he has a law degree, and I was and I was just trying to have fun, but it was the <laughs> most fun. It is the most fun I've ever had on stage to this day. Like it was so fun. It was really fun. If you're ever in New York when they're doing um, the Uptown Showdown. It's the thing that they turned into debate wars on CISO that no one watched. Uh-huh. It's so much fun. Like, and also yeah. it's like a 300 Upper West Side people. So like yeah. they're there for all the jokes, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love having just absurdly passionate opinions about nonsense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all right. We got to wrap up. But uh, what, uh, Eric, you have any more questions for Guy on weddings, have, on life? I mean, we didn't talk about the royal wedding at all. If you. Oh, yeah. Let's talk uh, about like, it. Are you, like did you participate? Did you watch? Two? 
Uh, of course I watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, here are my... Here are your takeaways. Here are my big thoughts. Yeah. yeah. First of all, I was primarily just watching um, so that uh, I could see Art Chato, uh, Princess Margaret's grandson, who decided that he needed to get ripped a couple of years ago. Uh, and so there's just one astoundingly uh, yoked royal. Um, and he, <laughs> oh, I didn't want to look him up right now. He's, I'm he's obsessed with Margaret. Oh, yeah. prin- like Princess Margaret's the best. Like next season is going to be... Uh, like off the hook on the crown like i just there's this yeah. one photo of her like sunspots all over her cleavage uh on the the villa in a private island that was given to her um and i, I when she's like 40 and like that's the lady i want to know um yeah. <laughs> but my my big thoughts were um i'm so tired of Meghan markle wearing white or off-white in an athletic sleeveless cut. Okay. You get a lot of that. I mean, her wedding dress just looked like every other dress that she wears. Also, it works for her. Like, she knows exactly how she should dress. She knows. And yeah. she does yeah. it every time. But the thing right. that most electrified me was because um, Kate wore this tiara that was just, like, all princessy diamonds. Like, uh-huh. it was super princessy. And she selected, like, the most Art Deco tiara that she could find. The most, like, statement-y, like, but, like, geometric, this is not for you, it's for me tiara. Uh-huh. And I was just like, this bitch is going to be fine. Like, when <laughs> yeah. she's 47, she's still going to look perfect because she's yeah. always playing the game that she's in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I liked that she... um <laughs> Like, okay, I do. <laughs> so, in have either of you read Crazy Rich Asians? No. Okay. No. Okay, in Crazy Rich Asians, there's this one beautiful moment where you go into the mind of one character who's having this big statement wedding, and there is, like, um, a fashion plate, socialite, like, dignified woman who's in one of the main stories, and she shows up to the wedding, and she's wearing just, like, a vintage dress, a vintage Cheongsam. Um, so like, a, a, or not a, like a Chinese dress. Uh, and the, the bride gets so pissed off because she was like, I just wanted to know what Astrid was going to wear to my wedding. I was like her, I had this hundred million dollar wedding mm-hmm. so that this person would have to create a look for my wedding. And she wore her fucking grandma's dress mm-hmm. and she's so pissed off about it. And, Oof. I love that so much because the thing about a wedding is that you're saying, come to me. Like, you have to, for one day, do this for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I did love the way that Meghan Markle and, and Harry let her steer clearly, like, was like, hey, all of you British people, including Princess Michael of Kent, who wore a fucking caricature of a black person in brooch form to come meet me for the first time. Like, you're going to have to uh-huh. deal with my very african-american wedding like yeah. you're gonna have yeah. to deal with my culture and my perspectives yeah uh and i fucking loved it their faces yeah. when the 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 pastor was talking yeah the the black reverend from chicago or whoever yeah. that was were, their faces were priced the cutaways to the royals during that were insane yeah no it was so beautiful and i was and he was an anglican he is church of england yeah like i yeah. just love that like america is america enough that even like i think he was the president of the anglican community communion but was still that guy who yeah. like yeah. told you who he was yeah and i think she's very controlled and political but i think she will also tell you who she is in a way megan i mean yeah in a way that they're not yeah. used to yeah yeah 
who uh which is which is like it's so cool that the queen is into that now because i feel like the queen's like i fucked this up the first time i'm not gonna fuck it up this time and i think it's the cutest fucking thing no it's like that's that's exactly the reading is this woman is like understands the mistakes that she made between 1980 and 1992 Mm -hmm. and is not doing that again and i'm really gonna be interested to see what happens because i feel like both princess kate and um like both she's not princess kate both kate middle uh kate of cambridge and megan sussex um such a good title the duchess of sussex yes is there anything more fun to say i mean it's pretty wonderful but like both of them are media trained enough there has been enough reality television in their lives that i think they know how to be and aren't going to fuck up yeah yeah they know their outfits she hit her light so fucking hard during that <laughs> wedding. It was incredible. Yeah. Didn't even have to look at her marks. Who was yeah. your Who was your favorite celeb who attended? Who do you, Who stole the show there? Oh, I mean, Dan looks Clooney. Like, uh, no, I was just watching for minor royals. Like, I was oh, just really? watching for these people yeah. who show up one time a year, and it's like, <laughs> what are they going to wear? And I mean, it was uh, Lady Sarah Chato is Princess Margaret's daughter, and who is like always tasteful Mm -hmm. and a little bit artsy but also never look at me Mm -hmm. uh and i really enjoyed that and fucking oprah was there like fucking oprah was there and getting to play the game yeah um Mm -hmm. and that was pretty delightful also like i loved the ladies of suits like when the late anytime that the ladies (laughs) of suits were there because i really was like ladies of suits it's your obligation (laughs) to fucking snag a duke like yeah. you've got you've got yeah. your one chance you've got the window is open yeah. get in there <laughs> I are love you that. are you excited for the next royal wedding princess eugenie oh like that's i'm sure that'll be fine i yeah. don't care about those people yeah her children yeah. won't have a title like yeah. um i guess also, also imagine following this wedding like and, yeah and like those girls only date british douchebags like mm. they did yeah. and like those rich guy douchebags uh, they're just the most, they're the worst thing to me. Can I tell you guys one more brief story? Please. Okay. So it was Halloween in Los Angeles in like 2006 or 2007. I was dressed as Andre the Giant from the Princess Bride. And <laughs> I was at a Halloween party in Silver Lake and like three hot guys walked in. Um, and I went up to them and they weren't wearing out, uh, they weren't wearing costumes. Mm, too cool. And I decided to assault them and be like, why aren't you wearing, like, I was like, what are you dressed as? And he, this guy said in a posh British accent, um, the Earl of Oxford. Um, and I said, <laughs> um, like the Earl of Oxford is in his six. It's the Earl of Oxford and Asquith. It was like the Earl of Asquith, Asquith is like in his sixties or seventies. You could at best be Viscount Asquith's son, and he was Viscount Asquith's son. Um, <laughs> and Those he was. Big, they love L.A. They he, for some reason like they just love L.A. more oh, yeah. than New York. It's love but the it Soho was, house. But it was like he was in no way impressed by the fact that like he dropped some like middling title and right. i was like i right. know who you are yeah and yeah. he was just like you know like Ugh. Ugh. just like I, they're full of themselves and i hate the ones like, who, give me a chuckle at least like I, I fucking that is so funny and the ones yeah. with personality are great and it's exciting but like those guys who are just douchebags in finance um like it's fun and crazy rich asians it's not when it's called col- you know the descendants of colonizers Wait, yeah yes. and that's who eugenia is getting married to i'm pretty sure yeah. oh, okay <laughs> mm. 
All right. That's such a good, that's so funny. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Guy Branham, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you very much. You're incredible. I'm going to read your book in Maine next week. It was lovely seeing you. Please give, uh, please give my love to Ms. Koshgarian. Would you say it's a fun summer read? Uh, yes, it is a fun summer read. Okay. I haven't let, I haven't read any of the excerpts because I want to like save them for the book itself. Good. I hope you enjoy it. I love it. I can't wait. Cool. Thanks, guy. Thanks. All right, Eric, that was Guy Branham. Isn't he the best? Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think I, he's the best. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met. He is really. He's probably the smartest. We yeah. didn't even like. He's a lawyer. I know. But Are you he, a lawyer? Are you a lawyer, no, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not Can I answer you a question? We didn't even dip a, a toe in. Like, he, he he's, like, pretty encyclopedic about, like, American history, which always mm-hmm. impresses me. He always goes and into. Canadian, Canadian and history. And Canadian history. Like, he's just, yeah. He's got a lot of bag of tricks. Uh, thanks again to him. Uh, and do buy his Thank book. Why not? Go buy Ooh. it. Oh, do it's a great oh, summer read. Oh, do I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it almost immediately. I hope yeah. it's at the airport. I want to buy it at the airport. Oh, that'd be yeah. That would get. I bet it's a good plane read. Eric, yeah. What do you What do you think of the episode this week? I feel like it was strong. I think it was phenomenal. I had a little bit of everything, um, and I think it's great. You know, again, congratulations to the third Beatle producer Brett. Seriously, living the living the Zillow life, getting that motherfucking elopement, and then good for you, honestly, as. Uh, you know, going off of what Guy talked about with hetero weddings and how um, how homosexual weddings have to kind of figure out their own traditions and stuff. Right. I think it's on. I think it's being a good hetero ally at this point to scale your fucking wedding down. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think uh, just take yourself less seriously across the board. Is, yeah. It's a good note. But yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the elopement. Um, yeah. We can always elope. Let's elope in Denver. You and me. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get re- let's let's get really really high and eat terrible food in our hotel room watching TBS. We're doing it right now. This episode <laughs> is dropping. We're doing it as we speak. <laughs> we're gonna take a lot of. We're gonna have a lot of photo shoots from our hotel room. That we're, we're gonna be a lot of me and Dan. Oh my god! In our boxers. I'm bringing food. A, I'm bringing a really nice camera, like a really nice yeah. camera, and we're gonna do. I'm some. gonna bring my A boxers. I'm gonna bring in my number one A boxers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not a boxers guy, so you better be. If you want to fucking get someone I know pregnant, you better fucking switch, buddy. Oh, <laughs> you better switch, buddy. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, to to be to be continued in Denver, buddy, where we are right okay. now. Okay, let's go. Let's okay. go back to being in buddies in Denver. Okay, bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. I love you. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.